Once again, to Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast, I am Chris Levine, and I will be your host, so come on in, make yourself comfortable. You want some coffee? Not so ironically, that's what we're going to be talking about today, caffeine. Now, this isn't a moral take on the subject in any way. I personally have no issues with caffeine at all. I like a nice coffee in the morning. I can totally dig and get with a pretentious overpriced latte with my name on it written on the cup in Sharpie in the afternoon. And I find even nicer regular jasmine or herbal tea in the evening at times. It's just going to be a topic concerning what this stuff does to us potentially psychologically, if anything. Now, full disclosure, when I was very small and I learned how to talk, this took place in Lynnhurst, New Jersey. So I started speaking in this life with that Lynnhurst, New Jersey accent. Then I moved to California before I was five and was raised there and totally devoured that accent. So I'm somewhere in the middle. I'm telling you this for a reason. Sometimes it's orange and sometimes it's orange, and I can't help it. So if a coffee slips in through this thing, it's real, it's not a put on, just a heads up, you've been warned. Now, talk amongst yourselves, here's a topic. The same man who created the Nobel Peace Prize was also the same man who invented dynamite. Discuss. Okay, I chose this one this time around because my whole life I have heard people proudly say, I gotta have my coffee. Don't talk to me until I've had my coffee. You know what I mean, right? Now, I've never been one of those people, though, like I said, I totally like it. I enjoy it if it's around. But for many, though, again, with no judgment, it's like the gasoline in their car that they call their bodies and their minds. So I wanted to dive deeper, and off we go. First off, people love them some coffee. CBS News tells us that after oil, coffee is the second most valuable commodity in the world. More than 50% of Americans drink coffee every day. That's three to four cups each. So we're talking more than 330 million cups of coffee a day and counting. Now check this out just by comparison. Americans, they go through a startling amount of bottled water each day too breaking down to about 1,500 bottles consumed every second. So let's compare the two. That adds up to 90,000 bottle waters every hour and nearly 2.2 million bottle waters each day. But that's 2.2 million bottle waters compared to 330 million cups of coffee. So coffee's kind of a big deal. Now, coffee has been in pop culture in various incarnations for years, from the commercials where a spouse tells their partner, you, you never ask for a second cup of my coffee, how dare you, to 
The best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup. We have comedians in cars getting coffee. Ensemble casts like Frasier and Friends meeting at coffee houses. Frank Sinatra even had a 1946 hit with the coffee song. We learn via television that Maxwell House is good to the last drop and that we're supposed to fill it to the rim with brim. And all I have to say is one word to really put all of this in perspective. Starbucks. As of September 2020, Starbucks had 32,660 locations spanning 79 countries and territories on six continents. So let's get past the foamy top with the heart in it and get right to the coffee itself. The website heart.org asked the question, is coffee good for you or not? I liked it because it didn't really take a position. It was balanced. Here's what it had to say. It states that coffee gives you energy and may help you lose weight and sharpen your mental focus, thanks to the caffeine. Studies have shown that caffeine may improve your mood, help your brain work better, and improve performance during exercise. Check this out, too. According to this source, again, you can double check it if you want. A regular coffee habit is associated with a lower risk of type 2 diabetes and Parkinson's disease. Additionally, in another study, caffeine was linked to a lower risk of Alzheimer's disease. Coffee is noted as an excellent sort of antioxidants, which may help protect cells from damage. Higher consumption of all this, whether it's caffeinated and decaf alike, was associated with a lower risk of total mortality, including deaths attributed to heart disease, nervous system diseases, and suicide. More specifically, Habitual coffee drinking has been linked to a lower risk of coronary heart disease in women. So this sounds like like the cure to everything. I think we just found the, the, the caffeinated fountain of youth. But, but there's a balance. It says, you see, for every health-conscious coffee lover, the most important question isn't, is it good for you? But rather, how do you take it? You see, if you dress your coffee up too much, the cream and sugar, you're you're basically negating a lot of the health benefits. It's almost like you ever order a salad and you feel really, really good because you ordered a salad, but then you smothered the vegetables and dressings and croutons. You feel healthy, but you're not totally healthy eating like that. Or like you can eat a sweet potato with nothing on it. It tastes like candy. You can enjoy it. Or you can eat a loaded baked potato with bacon, sour cream, butter, cheese, maybe chili or salsa and enjoy that too. No judgment. My point is, either way you ate a potato, but the extra stuff increases the decline in healthiness upon consumption. So what about the downside to coffee psychologically? Is there one? The article continues. It says, despite its benefits... Caffeine also can be dangerous if consumed in excess. Biggest thing, and it's probably the one we're most aware of, is the disruption of normal sleep habits because of too much caffeine. It also says anyone who's had one cup too many knows that heart-fluttering feeling that comes next. For some people, those jitters may be a warning sign, 
And then it mentions caffeine is also addictive and cutting back too quickly can cause withdrawal symptoms, especially terribly harsh headaches. Well, what about people that go to work and they immediately have their cup of coffee? That's like what they do. Ca caffeine helps propel them throughout the day. Well, Forbes actually had an article about this. It actually called caffeine the silent killer of success. It noted that by controlling caffeine use in study participants, John Hopkins researchers found that caffeine-related performance improvement is non-existent when you factor in the withdrawal. So in other words, a lot of times you get off to this great start because you're all caffeinated up. You're, all, you're on the juice. But then when you come off of it, it reduces your cognitive performance and actually also has a negative impact on your mood to some degree too. It also states that when caffeine disrupts your sleep, you wake up the next day with an emotional handicap. You're going to naturally be inclined to do what? To fix it. Well, you got to grab a cup of coffee because you're tired or an energy drink or something like that. That makes you feel better. The caffeine produces surges of adrenaline, which further your emotional handicap. Caffeine and lack of sleep leave you feeling tired in the afternoon. So what do you do? I got to have my coffee which leaves even more of it in your bloodstream at bedtime. We see the vicious cycle that's happening. So that's something that we want to keep in mind when it comes to caffeine. Now, if you're a fan of this show, you probably know where I'm going to take this. It's the single unsung word hero that sums up everything we talk about. And that word is, of course, you guessed it, balance. I personally kind of drink coffee like I drink alcohol. If it sounds good and it's the right environment, I'll have some. This way, you know, it's staying a treat and it doesn't become a staple. You know, if I'm on an island or by a pool, a happy drink with an umbrella in it or a shot of tequila feels just right. Same thing with coffee. When it's raining outside my window and I'm at my computer or I'm doing this, Coffee or tea are wonderful things. They just enhance the atmosphere. But dependency is the trigger word for me here. Sure, caffeine or coffee dependency, at least as far as I'm concerned, and some would disagree, to me, it's not the same as a dependency like drug dependency. I don't view it as that serious. It's really not hurting anyone. And it is a food staple that some benefits, as we read about, can be derived from. It's not like tobacco, which just flat out harms you. Still, becoming dependent of any substance, I find a bit scary. Like if, if you have to have that glass of wine at night, even if it's one glass, but you got to have it. No, that doesn't make you a fall down drunk. And there's probably a benefit there too. The thing is, if you have to have it, that's what puts me off a little. Same thing with coffee. And it seems like the same people who buy those wacky t-shirts about, I gotta have my coffee and I gotta have my glass of wine are often the same people. You ever notice that? It's cute. It's tongue in cheek. And it also though potentially is a dependency. So again, enjoy the wine. Enjoy the coffee. I'll join it. I'll join in. I will too. Just don't let it tell you what to do. 
maybe instead of I gots to have my coffee, we would be better with, you know, coffee sounds pretty good. Sure, why not? I'll have some. I like this quote, which we will conclude with for this particular podcast. It's by Amelia Earhart. She said the most difficult thing is the decision to act. The rest is merely tenacity. The fears are paper tigers. You can do anything you decide to do. You can act to change and control your life. And the procedure, the process, is its own reward. We have once again arrived at that time on Refresher when we present you with a Spotify playlist that has the goal of complementing this episode. We have for you this time around a Refresher podcast, Coffee Talk playlist. You can find it really easily on Spotify, Refresher podcast dash Coffee Talk. Track number one, we're going deep. This track is by someone that you may or may not know as Mr. Mississippi John Hurt. And the song is Coffee Blues. Song number two is You Can't Walk in Your Sleep If You Can't Sleep by the Go-Go's. Song number three is Coffee and TV by Blur. Song number four, Cup of Joe by Anthrax. Song number five is Black Coffee by Peggy Lee. How, how eclectic is this playlist, guys? We went from Anthrax to Peggy Lee. Number six is Time for Tea by Madness. Number seven is I Can't Sleep by The Laws. Number eight is Java by Augustus Pablo. Number nine is One More Cup of Coffee, which is the White Stripes version of the Bob Dylan song. And number 10 is Tea in the Sahara by The Police. We covered pop music, vintage blues, power pop, Brit pop, metal, lounge, reggae, and alternative on this one. That's what I'm talking about. That's our new playlist. Again, you can find this playlist very easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast dash Coffee Talk. We have new listeners. Once again, we'd like to welcome some new people listening to our show. Our demographics report shows that we now have listeners in, get this, Iran. What? How cool is that? Thank you so much. And right here in the United States, we can also add some new friends in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Thanks so much out there. Welcome to Refresher. We're, we're glad to have you along for the ride. Now, listen, this show would not exist without you. If you could all do me a favor, please continue to pass this podcast along to your friends, especially if they really like coffee. Also, if you would like to help keep this podcast stay up and running, if you would like, you can make a small monthly contribution, even if it's like 99 cents a month. Just see the support this podcast link under the episode description, wherever you found it. Now, if you're so inclined, that would be great. But if you don't have the money, if you don't have that kind of inclination, if that's just not something you want to do, please don't worry about it. Whether you do it or whether you don't, feel free to enjoy this podcast. Listen to it anytime. You know, it's it's yours. As always, 
The music that begins and ends this podcast is the band Dive, and the song is called A Day Late, and it was written by Mr. John Villafuerte. Until next time, this is Chris Levine for Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. Everyone, please take care and do yourself a favor, and remember that there's a big difference between worry and concern. We'll see you next time.